So hi everybody, uh, if you haven't met me, my name is Rob, I'm the uh, team leader for the, uh, the Monday Night Youth team. And I'm Melissa, and I was a leader of the Monday Night Youth until about December, where I had to take a little bit of a leave to take care of one of those screaming babies back there. <laughs> But yeah, so um, we just wanted to give you a little bit of an overview of youth. You've seen uh, in the video there some of the things that we've done through the year. Um, overall, our youth program, so what we do is we're the, uh, the junior high and senior high program uh, from grade six, uh, six up through grade 12, even though we do have one grade five with us right now, but we allow it. Um, uh, yeah, so we meet on Monday nights from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Um, and uh, we do lots of events throughout the year. Saw some like the fall trip we did to Wonderlands, the uh, spring trip we did to, um, uh, to Flying Squirrel, and on the winter trip we did to, um, to Radiate, the youth retreat up north. Um, so we are a small group um, based uh, youth group. So we do a lot of, as you saw, a little small group talk that we have, kind of similar to the, uh, the life groups um, that you have. Um, and that's kind of what we do throughout the year. Um, so today, I would actually like to invite two of our youth up here so that we can do a little interview session with them. Uh, but first, I just wanted to acknowledge also our youth leaders. So we have an awesome youth team, and I just wanted to give a big thanks to Ian, Alyssa, Matt, Nick, Laurel, Madison, Alex, Megan, and of course, Zach, our whole youth team that make all of this work. And I appreciate them every single Monday night and sometimes weekends and other days that they're coming out and giving their time to serve the youth in this community. So, Sierra and Danica, please come on up. Perfect. Okay, so I'll let them introduce themselves. Um, so, do you want to say your name, what grade you're in, what school you guys go to? I'm Danica, I'm grade 8, and I go to Canadian Martyrs. I'm Sierra, I'm grade 10, and I go to St. Mary. Okay, awesome. And then I think we've asked you to prepare, just share a little bit of either a highlight from this year, and I know you guys have been coming to youth for quite a while too, so maybe you can even share that. A highlight this year, any fun things, anything that Jesus has been working in your lives? You can go first, Danica. Um, probably my highlight of the year was when we went to Flying Squirrel and Radiate. I would probably say Flying Squirrel and Canada's Wonderland. That was pretty fun. Nice. So what made that a highlight? Do you want to elaborate? What was your favorite part of Radiate? Um, I had a lot of fun at Radiate because I got to like get out of my box and like make new friends and meet new people and just have fun all together with like the leaders and everything like that. Probably the same. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, fair. And so what's next for you guys? I know there's some big milestones, Danica. Um, what are you guys doing this summer? What are you guys doing in the future? Um, I'm going to high school next year. So Woo, round going. of applause, everyone. It's a big milestone. And... Um, I'm volunteering this summer at a church with my sister. Cool. Uh, in the first, in like the second week of July, I get the opportunity to go up to Camp Wajitawan with James North and help them volunteer up there for the week. So, Awesome, guys. Well, if you guys don't know their sisters too, just add that in there. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for sharing. I think we have some more youth coming up. Yep. All right, thank you, Sarah and Danica. Okay, so you may have seen a little prelude to what's coming up, but I would also like to invite two other youth um, in our program, our graduating seniors, Abby and Emily, if they'd uh, come on up here. So maybe if you can just do a little introduction for yourselves. Yeah, um, so my name's Abby. I go to Dundas Valley uh, Secondary School. I'm in grade 12, so graduating this year. I'm, I'm Emily, I also go to Dundas Valley Secondary School, and I'm also in grade 12. 
And where are you both, uh, or what are you both doing next year? I'm going to McMaster for their Integrated Business and Humanities program. I'm going to the University of Waterloo for Global Business and Digital Arts. So congratulations to both of you for uh, moving on to the next stage of your life, and we're definitely praying for the best for you going on to that uh, next level. Um, today, I'd just like to, before we finish with the uh, kind of the Monday night program, I just want, uh, wanted Abby and Emily to know that we'll be praying for them as a whole church, and just want to take a moment to do that right now, because we're super proud of you, and it's crazy, because I've literally known you since those pictures there when you are in grade nine, and some of the other youth leaders, I think you were here since, was it Kids Club, or... So, so these are some youth that have been at this church for a number of years and who have gone through the whole youth program. And now here they are graduating. So um, we just want to pray for you. So we'll take that time to do that right now. Um, Father God in heaven, we thank you for your love and for your blessings. Um, I thank you for how you've blessed this church community with these two amazing young women who are going to go off and do um, great things um, and try new things. Um, I thank you that, uh, that we've had this time to grow with them, and I pray that uh, you'd be with them in everything that they do and everywhere they go, and that they would invite you um, into everything that, that they're doing and going forward. Um, I thank you again for your love, and I pray that you be with them and the, the rest of the youth program as they're growing up. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, my name is Kaylee. My name is Matt. And we are uh, just a small part of the transit team that happens here every Sunday uh, during service. Um, yeah, on top of us, I just want to give a shout out to Carissa and Jeremy and Sophia uh, and Zach as well, who are just... Um, also equal parts of this team as well and are our partners and help us out every Sunday as well. And I, I was sitting there thinking, I just want to say one quick thing. Uh, I youth pastored for about eight years, uh, pastored for about 15. And um, there's a reason in Luke when the disciples are pushing away the kids that Jesus calls the children to him. And our kids and youth ministries are so important because our kids and youth are not afraid to share about their faith. They're not afraid to talk about who God is in their lives. And kind of the older we get, we seem to hide that fact. When people at work say to you, hey, how was your weekend? Oh, it was great. I golfed Saturday, went to church Sunday. And we had a barbecue on Sunday night. It was delicious. <laughs> but our kids speak about who God is all the time with such freedom and confidence. And so on a Sunday morning like this, sometimes we go, oh, it's you Sunday. We're not going to hear a good sermon. I should have stayed in bed. This is probably one of the most important Sundays that we have of the year because it's an opportunity for us to see who our children, who our youth are, and it's an opportunity for you to figure out how you can pray, how you can encourage and champion our students, those students that came up, the students that are about to come up, the students in our worship band throughout the building every Sunday. And I just really want to encourage you that you have an opportunity to help them not be afraid the older they get to continue on having that confidence to speak about who God is in their lives. That's just my little spiel because I was sitting there thinking about it and yeah, I have a passion for students. So <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Matt is, you're, we have so much fun. The kids have so much fun with you. Matt uh, started the standard in transit in which now all of us leaders have to bring candy to be cool. <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, appreciate that. And um, in kind of going off what Matt said, transit, we call it transit because it's the transition years and it's grades six, seven, and eight. Uh, and they're kind of moving through this big transition of, of kind of coming out of a kidness, but going into youth um, and that like kind of young adult, they have this like very uh, beautiful view of the world. They have a lot of confidence in themselves. And, um, but it's also the time when the world starts helping to form those opinions. And so to be able to, to engage with them at 
at that age and, and be a part of it is is so amazing. And yeah, like Matt said, be praying for that kid, those kids, praying for that age, the the schools and social media and all those pressures around them as well. It's such a beautiful thing. Uh, we want to have a few of them just come up right now, Carrington, Nolan, and XL. Uh, they're going to come up and they're going to share a little bit. So come on up. And why don't you just share your name, what school you go to, what grade you're in. I'm Carrington. I just finished grade seven at CCS. My name is Nolan. I'm in grade six and I go to St. Joe. Um, I'm Excel. I'm in grade six and I go to Canadian Mariners. Excellent. Okay, uh, and what I'm going to do is just share with us a little bit about your, what's one of the highlights or why the transit Sunday morning experience has impacted you or is important to you or is fun to you? Yeah, um, well, we always watch a video and then we talk about what we learned and like how like stuff impacted with God and I found that very nice because I can talk to people my age about things that I worry and think about and then I feel very safe and at home with that. Uh, I like the free time before we get into the video. <laughs> <laughs> just playing around and just hanging out with my friends is fun. Um, like Harrington said, um, we watch a video and discuss it and like it really benefits me because like almost every Sunday I always learn something new. Has there been a, a message or a week that has stuck out to you guys um, that you really, really remember? And it can be like even a game or a moment or anything along those lines. Um, well, for a while we were doing, like we were currently doing like how to be like a party starter and how to like, like start, like tell people about God and have like a fun way and introduce and all that. And I found that was very nice. I like the session where we talked about just to slow down before you like say anything uh, naughty or bad, <laughs> and just to pause and reflect. Um, I really liked a story in the Bible <coughs> when Jesus' disciples were fishing and they weren't catching anything, but then um, they were starting to give up, but then Jesus came and told them to put their nets back in the water, and they weren't sure about it, but they did it. Then when they pulled back their nets, they had so many fish that their, like, their boat started to go down the water. And can you share with us, what, what are your plans for the summer? What are you excited about? Well, my mom currently works in Newfoundland. We're going to go visit there, and it's a really pretty place, so I'm excited to do that. Uh, our mom and my father uh, bought a cottage in Dunville, and I'm excited to go there. We're going to spend most of our time at the summer there, and yeah, I'm excited to go see the beach. Um, on July 15th, we're going to Wild Waterworks with family and friends, mm -hmm. and also me and my sister are taking swimming lessons for nine days. Nice. Thanks for sharing, guys. Amazing. What you failed to share, Nolan, is that I completely owned you in air hockey last week, but <laughs> that's another story. There you go. Thank you very much, guys. You can head back, and yeah, let's give it up for them. Well, well it's a full house. Wow, just sitting at the front. Uh, wasn't as many people at the beginning, but it's so incredible that you guys are here, that you made it to show support for our Youth Sunday. Um, 
I know we've already done a lot of applauding and, uh, and recognition, but just so many um, people, so many pieces coming together, so many youth uh, just being encouraged, uh, encouraged to and inspired to step up and, uh, and to help out today. So can we just give another round of applause to youth leaders, youth. Um, so for those yeah, who don't know me, uh, my name is Zach and I am on staff here. I have the privilege um, to be the ministry director and a large part of what I do is working with uh, the kids and youth ministries. And it's an honor to be in this position um, to work with incredible youth leaders, amazing kids, and um, just having the opportunity to contribute uh, to what God's doing. Um, you can see around you, you, you've heard stories other weeks and just the stories you're hearing today. Um, God's at work. He's on the move. And uh, I, I, I count it incredible blessing to be part of this team. Um, now, at Westside, one of our core values is empowering the next generation. So we believe our children and youth are not just the future. They are the present. Um, we want them to know that they can use whatever they have, the gifts, the talents, their abilities to serve God and to serve others, and, um, and that they possess the potential to impact the world in rem remarkable ways. So this service is a little bit of a snapshot um, of what that is, letting, um, giving our youth the opportunity. to They are our future leaders, and we want them to be able to um, uh, have an opportunity to uh, to serve the church and to serve you guys. So today I want to share with you for the remaining time that I have uh, in this service, um, just a, a short reflection uh, from scripture and kind of what's been on my heart uh, recently. Um, I hope it's an encouragement to you, uh, to the youth specifically, but also to parents in the room and just everyone that's here uh, in attendance or and whether you're watching online as well. I hope uh, it's an encouragement today. This service is an encouragement to you. Um, and then after that, uh, Pastor Dave has an update to kind of wrap up our service. So uh, just to start things off, um, if we're honest, uh, we live in a, a tough world. Sometimes it's tricky, it's a struggle, and uh, scripture is pretty clear about the fact that there are pressures in the world around us. And, um, and there's even uh, negative and evil forces that are constantly trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, and then uh, other times we have the tendency through our struggles to wander. And this is a reality for all of us, um, if you're a Christian or you call yourself a, a Christ follower. And, um, and all of those things sometimes make life a tough place to be. So, um, and the reality is that one of the reasons it's important um, to spend um, time with Jesus and to be guided um, to a safe place with Jesus. So, what I want to talk to you about today is a, a piece of scripture from John 15, where Jesus talks about abiding in him. And it's super critical. It's super important. Um, it's been on my heart recently um, as I've been kind of journeying through my faith and knowing and understanding the contrast of, of living through a tough situation, a tough world, and just having different pressures that we come into face with. Um, so before I get into uh, speaking on, from John chapter 15, don't have time to maybe read through the whole chapter, but I want to highlight some verses. Um, I wanted to first let you know a little bit about myself. Um, my wife, Danielle, and I, we are expecting our first child in about four days, give, give or take. 
Um, give or take, if baby comes early or late, we're, 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 just, we're just waiting it out any day now. Um, and if I'm honest, the last week or so, as the days get closer and closer, I've been feeling rather anxious, overwhelmed, uh, but also obviously very excited. Um, and I've heard from a lot of parents um, give me advice that you're never going to be ready even though you're worried about being ready, but at the same time, they always ask you, are you ready? Um, so I, I get that probably every day, and uh, it doesn't help with the anxiety, but um, uh, I would say at this point, we're ready, and most days we feel ready. Um, but there are still pressures from this world that come in from around, and just like I mentioned, there's, we all have different pressures, we all have different challenges. And recently for me, it's a balance between work, life, uh, relationships, community, and getting ready for a baby. So this past week I found myself um, turning to my own energy and power. Um, I don't know if you can relate to that, if you have a tendency to perform. Um, or to, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so I really rely on that a lot. And day after day, on repeat, that can get quite uh, exhausting. And, um, but this past week, I had an amazing encounter with God uh, that was facilitated through a mentor of mine. Um, I do monthly spiritual direction um, sessions uh, with a mentor, and it w yeah, it was just the most perfect timing this past week uh, to have that conversation with my mentor. And uh, some of the advice uh, that he gave me was first to be kinder to myself, uh, which is always helpful advice. Um, but he reminded me to let the Holy Spirit be my company and to abide in the presence of Jesus. So um, during this session, we read through Psalm 139. And at the end, verses 23 and 24, I just want to share these quickly with you. It says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offense, offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So after kind of meditating on that and thinking about those words, I had in fact been building up an offensive way in me. In, a, in each day of my life, um, when I was, those certain pressures and challenges would creep up, um, I would try to fix them. I would try to deal with them. I would try to handle them in my own way. And I'm sure you can all relate to that. To some point, um, there is a bit of peace and calmness you know, when you get through your to-do list, right? I'm sure we can all acknowledge that. But it's not a supernatural peace. It's not um, the ideal way and state that God kind of wants us to exist. So I was kind of going through this cycle, and I'm not sure if you can relate, but of pressures and challenges, performing, and then having a, um, a not totally fulfilled sense of peace, something that was lacking. But I was reminded that God is the only source of true peace. And I needed to abide in the presence of God first and then live out of that peace from God to carry out various responsibilities, everything um, that I have to do with my work, family life, and um, preparing for a child. Um, so there was just a, a, a slight adjustment that needed to be made, but like I said at the beginning, we can often get caught into the, in the mess, in the challenges, and in, in the overwhelmingness of everything we're dealing with every day. So this just really recentered me and gave me just a reset. Um, now, in John 15, 
Um, I, there's the word abide um, is mentioned a lot of times. So um, it's very evident that as Jesus is speaking here, it's very important. And I would probably say, you could say it accurately summarizes Jesus's three years of ministry is uh, the word abide. So in the Gospel of John, abide shows up uh, 63 times. And abide has a range um, a range of meaning. So it can mean anything from um, to remain, to dwell, or to abide. So all of that kind of means from the Greek, work, Greek word meno, it means to be present and to continue in relationship, that abiding, that dwelling. Um, so I'm going to read verses, so John 15, verses 7 through 12. Um, these really stood out to me, and um, I think they're very helpful. So Jesus says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. So these words describe our life with Jesus, abiding in him. And the next generation, our youth, our children, they need people who know how to abide with God. And they need us to be able to teach them how to abide with God. And um, because this is just super important. And in contrast, when we don't abide, you could see it as dipping in and out of activities. So abiding has a sense of dwelling, of waiting, where versus, you know, you dip in and out of, of church, you dip in and out of reading the Bible, you dip in and out of attending a small group, in, in and out of prayer, whatever it is, um, that's kind of the opposite of what abiding is and what Jesus calls us to do. So there's another way. So abiding means to be a dweller. And right before, um, and right before your eyes, transformation starts to take place without much effort. So for example, when I was in my session with my uh, spiritual director, no effort of my own other than dwelling in the presence of God was able to bring a peace, a, a sense of safety and reassurance. That's how God works, um, but it, it's, it's a process of patience. It's a process of waiting. Um, so Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. And what the next generation needs is people that have been with Jesus. So I just have a simple question to ask, who have you been with? So Jesus invites his disciples, if you're going to have a relationship with me, you're going to have to learn to do well with me. And note the transition Jesus makes here is, but it's not enough for you to abide just solely in Jesus. You're going to have to learn to abide with one another. So Jesus says, abide in me. And then verse 12, I'm just going to read that again. He says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So Jesus is saying, if you want to follow me, you're going to have to learn how to also abide in each other. Um, this is also famously summarized 
<clears throat> in um, Matthew 22, 37 to 40. So this is the most important commandment. And uh, John actually read this last week as he did his Father's Day reflection. This was the focus of his passage. And um, I love how the Spirit is at work because nothing is planned, nothing is rearranged. But what John spoke about perfectly ties in um, what, what, what I've been wrestling with, what's been on my heart. So to reiterate these verses from Matthew 22, 37 to 40, I'm just going to read it quick. Jesus says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And this is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all of the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So again, in John 15, 12, it says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. We have to learn how to abide in others. So we have to first learn to abide in the presence of God with Jesus and, and learn to abide with others. So just want to quickly um, speak to some of the youth in the room. I have unique challenges. You yourself are going to be faced with unique challenges and pressures, maybe at school maybe in certain relationships, maybe experiencing certain temptations or feelings of anxiety, depression, loneliness, sadness, and any other worldly distraction um, that kind of comes your way. And your answers right away might be similar to mine. It's very easy to just cope with the challenges and the pressures, and or maybe try to perform and face those things in your own strength and try to push past these things. Um, but I believe you'll only find temporary comfort and peace. So God is the only one, that's what I believe, God is the only one that can give us supernatural peace when we learn to abide in him. Um, another quick scripture I want to read to you is very encouraging, and we actually covered this. Rob taught this in one of our youth nights. It's uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. Um, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me, you saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. So we can recenter our lives on God. And I want to remind you this. I want to remind you of this as you face life's pressures and challenges. So focusing on God is a, a part of a process of abiding in God. And then loving others is also a process of abiding in others, your friends, family, your community. Um, so very practically, this is being consistent with um, reading your Bibles, praying to God, uh, spending time in, in community, coming to youth, uh, building relationships, and also sharing God's love uh, with your friends, with your neighbors, people around you. Um, I also want to speak to parents really quickly. Um, you also face a host of pressures on a daily basis, trying to balance work and your family lives. 
and just a whole bunch of other responsibilities. And I want to encourage you that as you experience certain challenges and pressures to abide in God's presence for peace, safety, and security, let that time of abiding in Jesus transform you. Would it not only strengthen your love for God, but would it also allow you to love others better as well? Um, so when it comes to parenting the next generation, uh, the church is here to help. Here at Westside, John touched on this. Um, we are here to help. We are here to partner with you. And um, we, I believe uh, every parent wants to be a better parent. Um, and we want to help parents become more intentional at home and more connected to community. So we want to help you be more t intentional at home and more connected to community. So find community and deepen your relationship with others. Um, I have a quick picture I just want to throw up from our, one of our life groups, Building Great Families. So this was a life group that John and Lisa Lensick started. And I, I'm not sure if everybody's accounted for there, but also the kids are there for the pool party. Um, just an amazing testament to see um, parents committing to dwell with each other on a weekly basis, uh, to go through practical <clears throat> instruction and advice on how to raise kids, how to share Jesus with them, how to love them, how to encourage them, uh, how to build into them. Um, so that's one opportunity that a small opportunity that Westside provides for parents. And just seeing the size of this group, I'm encouraged to see um, it multiply, to see maybe in the fall, there just become more uh, family groups. Um, and what was unique about this group is it's tough maybe with your evening schedules to meet every week. That can be hard, some life groups do. This group would meet one week together, one week as husbands, one week as wives, and then a week off. So if you're worried about time and commitment, um, we will try to work with those, um, a bit of those challenges to help you guys be in community, to help you guys abide together. Um, so <clears throat> in conclusion, I just want to address that investing in the next generation, investing into parents, investing into families is not a choice. Um, it's our responsibilities of, as followers of Jesus. And as I anticipate the birth of my daughter um, in a short amount of time, I am reminded that we all have been entrusted with the task of nurturing the faith of our youth. Um, so I'm, this is my challenge to, to, let a, to commit ourselves to pray for them, to invest our time and resources <clears throat> in their spiritual growth, and to be living examples of Christ's love. So as a final <clears throat> um, thing, concluding remark, we just kind of tied up our summer serve uh, campaign to, ha to, ha to collect different volunteers in the summer, but it's not too late. If you are interested, if you would love to help with kids or youth ministry, uh, you can go to the Connect Center, fill out one of those forms, or even a Connect card, let us know, and I'd love to personally talk with you about what that looks like this summer to get involved, because uh, we need your help. Uh, Dave has exciting news that he's going to share, and um, we can't wait to continue to build into the next generation. So together, let us shape a generation that will leave a lasting impact on the world for God's kingdom. Um, I'm just going to pray to close our time, and uh, ask you just join me. <clears throat> um, Heavenly Father, we thank you, yeah, once more, uh, this beautiful Sunday of having our youth uh, participate, to lead, to be involved. 
um, to give them an opportunity uh, to serve you and to serve others. Um, we thank you for all the donations, all the generosity, generosity that's been poured out through this food and clothing drive. Um, would this just continue to bless people in need that need these items most? And would um, today we just celebrate what has come in and, uh, and pray over it and ask that it would do, uh, make a big impact and be a blessing. And so we're thankful for the youth's involvement to pack everything, organize everything, and help us um, continue to serve those in need in our community. So God, um, we just, I just ask that this whole service, I hope that it honored and glorified you and uh, that you were pleased with our worship this morning. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Zach has thanked everybody else, and we have so many amazing people that uh, serve our youth and our kids on a regular basis. Can we just quickly thank Zach for all that he invests in the next generation? Zach, thank you for your, um, your passion. Thank you for your work. Thank you for, for leading here in that way. Um, there's so much fruit of that we have seen. It's incredible. So we're grateful. I know you just prayed, but we want to pray for you. Zach has shared with us, could be a big week for you guys. Uh, and we're super excited. To, would you say you feel ready? To be, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. He's ready, as ready as you'll ever be. That's how it works. Okay, let's just pray for Zach and for Danielle. And I'm just going to invite you guys, even this week, as we think of them, to continue uh, keeping them in your prayers um, and uh, this beautiful new life that we're anticipating. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the creator of life. You're the giver of all good gifts. And uh, we are anticipating, with Zach and Danielle, uh, the arrival of, of this uh, beautiful daughter. And so we are asking for health for Danielle and for baby for peace and joy for the entire family. And uh, we are grateful for them, for Zach and Danielle, all that they invest in uh, our children here collectively as a church and our youth. And uh, now as they invest in a different way as well in their own family, uh, we pray for so many blessings that they couldn't even count. And uh, we're grateful that you are with them and with us. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, all month long, we've been giving uh, some church updates, some very exciting things that are, are happening here around Westside. Uh, this has been an extraordinary year at Westside. Um, so many of us have come together, uh, and maybe you're just, even a few weeks you've been here, or months, or a year, or two, uh, and some of us for a lot longer than that, but we have been coming together uh, from all different places, some from, uh, you know, completely different backgrounds in terms of church, or no church, or being here at Westside, uh, and we are, uh, as we go Go along, I think God has been um, just forming us as a family. And that's been a beautiful and wonderful thing. In fact, during COVID, I remember we were, um, we were preparing for a Christmas service, and it was one of the years where um, we could barely do anything during COVID. Everything was shut down. We were told not to be in groups. And it was, you know, as you guys all know, those were difficult times. And just trying to make the best of a really difficult situation and, and times that just seemed like they were so, like you were in the desert. Like, you know, you just wanted to get out of that place and move on. And I remember um, just feeling very much like God had given a verse to me for Westside Church, for our community. And it comes from Isaiah, uh, and it was originally for the, the people of Israel. But it simply says, God saying to them, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. This is a beautiful thing. I know you're right now. Uh, you feel like you're in the wasteland. You're in the desert. But God said, behold, I'm going to do something new. Not something just like it was before, but something different. 
And I believe um, at the time when I felt like God was putting that on the hearts of us as leaders, had no idea what that meant, but I believe that we are now in a season where we're seeing what some of that is, and not that we know all of it, but that God has done and continues to do a new thing through Westside Church. And I have to tell you, I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited about where God is leading us um, from this place, what he's done in this past year as we kind of come into the summer months. And uh, I'm, I'm just grateful to him for the blessing uh, of all of us coming together uh, today, being able to celebrate our youth and our kids and all that's happening there. Um, and then just looking forward a little bit here now in the last couple of minutes to what we think God is doing. And we want to keep you updated on the conversation. So I'm going to bring a few things together that we've been talking about in the last month. Uh, and if you've missed some of those updates, hopefully we'll bring you up to speed um, and you'll know what's going on and some of the things that we are really excited about here at Westside as we go into the summer. One of the things that has happened is you'll notice on a lot of weeks in here, we've felt kind of squished. We've been very full. We've been above kind of the threshold uh, of where we should be in terms of attendance. And as we felt that in some weeks, a lot of weeks during the year, uh, back in our kids' wing, it's been uh, even greater that we're pushing the envelope of every single room that we can use for children and youth on a Sunday morning is being used, which has brought us to ask the question, how are we addressing our capacity issues that we are uh, a lot of the year? I know we're going into the summer and that's going to give us some breathing room, but a lot of the year just absolutely packed. And we've been asking, how do we address our capacity issues? So in May, we had a connect meeting. Uh, so many of you came out to that. We wanted to have some conversations and uh, we had put together a steering committee that were, was looking at the different options uh, in going forward. How do we do this so that we're, there's room for all of us, all of our kids, and quite frankly, room for us to invite people who aren't yet in a faith community, in a Christian community. And so they came and brought us, um, they had gone through and evaluated a whole number of options, everything they could think of, and brought to uh, the rest of us uh, a couple of options that they think are the most viable and can help us out in the short term and the long term. So those options were number one, that we probably need to do, look at doing a second service on Sunday mornings. And then the other option, because that seemed like short-term something that we could do, was more of a long-term option, which was maybe we should start thinking about planting another church. And so uh, those were the, the two main options that we really dove into uh, and wanted to talk more about and get feedback on and look at that short-term option of adding a service to alleviate uh, those capacity issues. And then long-term, and long-term what we're thinking is this would be something that would take us uh, a couple of years, maybe three years to get to, uh, but to look at is there another community that not far from here, but not too close to here, that we could plant something else and have uh, a group of people um, kingdom-minded uh, to bless uh, another neighborhood that's not too far off in the future. And so uh, we had some great conversations around that and trying to figure out, um, are there other options? But these are the two that really rose to the top as uh, probably the most viable and effective options that we have. And so then we wanted to get some feedback. And so you might ask, great, what are you doing with the feedback? What is the feedback that you're working with? Um, so what we did on that night, if you weren't here, we had tables all throughout this room and we were asking people, what do you see as the challenges of those options? What do you see as the opportunities? And of course, what you find out is that most opportunities have challenges and most challenges are actually opportunities, depending on how you look at them. But as we kind of, we, we had people just write down on sticky notes, uh, every opportunity, 
every challenge, all the things that we need to think through. And you guys did that. It was amazing. We brought that in as a staff together. We started going through every single sticky note. Uh, we put them up on a wall. We categorized them. And we found that there were uh, a few themes that came out that almost everything fit under. A handful of things. And I'll share with you a couple of those. But just so you know, if you want uh, to read a, a bit of a deep dive on what you said, your feedback in this process, uh, on your way out, we'll have door holders that have these or at a connect desk. What we've done is we have, uh, we, we have every comment that was made in that meeting, and we've categorized them into those themes that have come up uh, to make sure that, that we know that we're hearing uh, th this conversation in our community and making sure um, that we know what the concerns are, challenges, opportunities, and that we can work with those things. And so if you want to know more about, well, what's the feedback happening, grab one of these copies on your way out at the Connect Desk, and uh, we'll make sure that you're, you're reading along that because it's so important that we're all part of this process. A couple of the big things that came out, there's, there's a bunch, um, but that you said is, well, what about our community feel? So, so many of us, we love when we come on Sunday and we get to see everybody and we're building good relationships and we don't want to lose that good family community feel. And what's going to happen now if we add a service or if we, we do some of these things? Well, as we grow, we need to, uh, we need to address that, but we want to make sure, again, that now we know that um, we need to create those strategies that even as uh, the numbers go up and, and uh, a couple of services happen, uh, that we're making sure we're having those opportunities and and building community and not losing that feel. Uh, a big concern was, what about volunteers? We're going to need a lot more volunteers. And what about our staff? It's more work for them. Uh, are we dealing with, are we going to be dealing with burnout? And so, uh, again, that's something, and some of you probably have experienced that in the past. At, at church, you feel like, I'm just asked to do so much. And we want to take that and go, that's a very real challenge, but also an opportunity for more of us to get involved and for more people to step up. And so even over the summer, you're going to hear us talking about that and making sure um, that we're all using our gifts and our abilities to serve this community and making sure um, that, that it's not a few people burning out, but it's all of us carrying the weight to serve one another. As Zach was talking about learning how to abide together and love each other in real good ways. Some of the challenges uh, we talk about... Um, Again, our, our opportunities, opportunities for more people to involve, uh, to be involved, um, to deal with our capacity, to allow for growth, and we're going to be working on that. So thank you so much for all of you who have given great feedback, and uh, this announcement to bring you up to speed, but also all through the summer, we're just going to be letting you know as we work towards the fall what things are going to look like. So you might just want to ask, point blank, are we starting a second service? And the answer is yes, we're going to need to start a second service. Now, we're going into the summer months, uh, so it's not an immediate thing. We know in the summer our, our rhythms change, and that's a good thing. Uh, hopefully, many of us will get some time to rest and have some recreation. Uh, but we're going to be working throughout the summer, coming to the fall, to being prepared for that. Again, taking this feedback and try to do that in a strong and a healthy way for the fall. So that's where we're at on some of those immediate things. Now, two weeks ago, we brought another announcement that in the midst of these things that are happening in our growth, uh, we had another opportunity to present itself, um, that there are a group of people in Burlington uh, that had reached you out, out to us, part of our, our greater BIC family, um, who were asking us for some help and uh, talking with our denominational leadership um, as they try and forge their future. So I want to read to you a little bit uh, about where we're uh, where 
where we're at on that. Again, two weeks ago, we gave an update. If you weren't here, this should bring you up to speed. But uh, we were having some of those discussions. And in the last couple of weeks, things have uh, moved forward kind of as we expected they would. And so we want to share with you where we're at. So in the last few weeks, our pastoral staff has continued to be in discussions with a group of people who are relinquishing their affiliation with the meeting house in Burlington and who have been discerning their future, looking for uh, a healthy BIC church option. So as we have heard from them and continue to pray about God, where God is leading us, we have sensed a real synergy in terms of our values as extended family, people in the same denomination, um, and really a shared desire to see a healthy BIC community church in Burlington. And we think that's extremely exciting. Um, So uh, what's happened is we've talked to them uh, and they've kind of reached out and said, is there something we could do with you at Westside, kind of the closest BIC church? And as we've kind of evaluated the place that God has put us in terms of uh, our resources, our people, our leadership, and feeling good about where we're at, uh, what we have offered is to come alongside of this group of people to offer leadership, infrastructure, and overall support in running the ministries of the church. Our staff's currently working with a transition team of five people from uh, Burlington as we work out all the details that are required to make this switch and bring this community under the leadership of Westside Church. Our team is also working with the cooperation and support of the Meeting House leadership and their staff as they help to facilitate that transition. So on August the 1st, just coming quickly, this group will officially become part of the Westside Church family, which is amazing, and be known for a time. We we said, hey, what are we going to call you guys? Uh, And they said, at least for now, we would love to be called Westside in Burlington. And we thought, well, that's an amazing thing. Um, And and where that goes, we'll see. But for now, um, to have them part of our family, which is so exciting. We anticipate, um, we've had some conversation that there are other groups of people um, who have reached out and that we've talked to uh, that will want to check this out and and potentially be interested in joining this endeavor as we work towards uh, over the summer, uh, doing some of the planning, gathering people back together, sharing what we're doing, and then working towards a more public launch coming this fall. So we'll tell you more about that as the timeline becomes clear in the fall to launch a little bit more publicly and let people know uh, outside of church what's happening there. I will tell you this, our board and our staff are extremely excited for what God is doing here. Feeling like God has really called us to something, um, to partner with these people and to see God do something just really special and something new in Burlington. And we just long to see uh, God's kingdom grow in in this Jesus-centered way, the way many of us have experienced here at Westside in Burlington. And so we're thrilled for that community. As you, you know, there's a whole bunch of details that we're working on. There's so many things to figure out. And so what I want to ask you to do as we do this, and we'll continue to keep you updated as we go, uh, but would you join us in prayer? This is so important that you be praying for this. A big step for our church, a very exciting one. A few things I'd love for you to pray for. Number one, would you pray for our sisters and our brothers in Burlington as they continue to work through this transition? It's a group of them that are doing really hard work to figure out what this means and, and how to put the pieces together and uh, how we all come together. So pray for them. Secondly, pray for our our staff and our board as we provide the needed leadership and support and again figure out a lot of those details and then finally and I think this is so 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 important would you be praying for the city of Burlington would you be praying that God would do something in an incredible way in a, a Jesus-centered church that would reach people and make a positive impact to serve the needs uh, in that community again the way that many of us have found God has been doing here in West Hamilton Ancaster Dundas Mountain uh, that God would do a similar thing the way that only God could do in Burlington for many people who are hungry and thirsty for 
uh, something fresh, a fresh experience in community uh, to experience God and to live out the way of Jesus. So please pray with us. Uh, let us know if you have questions. If you want to talk more about that, you can talk to John uh, or myself. We'd be happy, um, happy to, to talk to you and, and fill you in as much as we can as we go. So as we finish today, let's simply join in prayer, uh, ask God to do what only God can do and empower what he's called us to do. And then I'd encourage you, please join us uh, in your own times of prayer uh, to do that as well. Our Heavenly Father, we are so excited. Today has been a beautiful day that we want to give you thanks for. Thank you for every uh, young life that has been impacted here at Westside. Thank you for our children, uh, for our, our junior high and our senior high. Thank you for the many leaders who are pouring into them week after week. Uh, and uh, we pray that you would place an anchor in their heart, an anchor of love, an anchor of faith in you uh, that would... Uh, that would hold them fast, no matter what's happening in life, no matter what struggles and challenges uh, that they encounter. God, we thank you for um, the family that we are continuing to become, and we pray that as we, uh, as we work through this summer and towards the fall, um, that you would help these plans, that you would help us to come together to serve each other well. Um, and, and God, we pray that, that in this year to come, we would actually see more people come to know you, people driven deeper in their faith and people who are committed to following Jesus together. And we want to pray for Burlington, pray for the city, and pray for those um, who are in need in Burlington. Pray for those who are spiritually in need in Burlington. Pray for those who are, are hungry and needing um, a, a healthy and safe place to come and to worship and to find you uh, for the first time or to find you again. We pray that you would help work out the details, uh, that you would give us strength and encouragement, that together you would give us unity and that we would see you do something that we could not do without you uh, in this work, uh, in these people in Burlington. And we pray that, that there would be a, a beautiful, healthy uh, BIC community church that would take root and flourish for your glory in Burlington. And we all pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy your Sunday, and we'll be back here next week. Don't forget about the cookout. Uh, stick around for that.